1: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Lou Roberts. This is Tyrese Campbell. And you're listening to the Every Step Along The Way podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to this, the first of our preview pods ahead of the upcoming season that kicks off at the weekend. Now, we're going to take you through the other 23 Championship sides over the next three days before you get a stoke specific lowdown on Thursday and then our standard preview of our opening league game versus Rotherham on Friday. Before we start all that though, let's hear from an EFL expert, a man you may have seen all over Twitter and even the BBC. Gab Sutton, with his overview of the season ahead.
3: Hi there everyone. Um, I think Leicester City win the championship title this season. Um, I think they've got an excellent squad. I'm still expecting them to bring in three or four more additions. I really like their signing as well. Um, signings as well. And I think Jamie Vardy going to push uh, 20 goals at championship level, because um, I think he's still going to be a real threat at that level. Um, in terms of uh, second spot, I've gone with Sunderland because I really like uh, the recruitment that um, that they've done. I also think they've got a really talented young squad and so much went against them last season um, and they still managed to get into the playoffs. And I'm thinking young squad that's only going to get better. They've added to that as well. Um, I don't think they're going to have as much to go against them this season. Um, they're probably going to keep their manager for that for the whole season. Um, not going to have as much in terms of injuries. Um, no reason why Sunderland can't make that jump for me obviously I think Middlesbrough will go close and possibly Leeds as well um, I think uh, Hull are going to be my dark horses because uh, I really like the progress they're making under Liam Rosinia Michael Duff is a manager I've got a huge amount of um, respect and admiration for so I think Swansea might make the playoffs as well um, in terms of the relegation I'm a little bit worried about three of the Yorkshire clubs Huddersfield Town because I'm not sure Neil Warnock's going to cut the masted at 74 and um, Chef Wednesday, because their recruitment's been quite late due to various delays that they've had, including the parting of company with their promotion-winning manager, Darren Moore, and Rotherham, because they were very reliant on their goalkeeper, Victor Johansson, last season. Um, I think it's a big ask for him to do exactly the same thing again. Um, I don't think that's sustainable, so they're going to need to improve as a team. Um, are they going to have the budget to work to bring in the players they need? I'm not sure. Um, As for Stoke City, um, I can see why a lot of fans are excited about some of the signings you're bringing in. But I just um, urge a little bit of caution because um, I think sometimes with a whole new squad uh, or a largely new squad and uh, lots of players coming in late to the window and trying to gel at the same time, um, I think that's going to be difficult personally. Um, I don't know. I think you want to kind of keep your expectations in check a little bit. Um, I think if you can make some progress from last season uh, and sort of finish mid-table, um, whilst building a style of play building an identity and uh, and the group sort of amalgamates then I think that would be that should be classed as a really good season. Um, whether it will be classed that way from the board's perspective I, I'm, I'm not sure but I think that's kind of how you should look at it as a club. Um, so that's just my feeling on it. A little bit worried that Southampton might underwhelm a little bit because they've um, a little bit like yourselves got a lot of uncertainty over some of their key players um, and uh, they're like yourselves I suppose their recruitments being quite late um uh, hap- happening quite late um, and uh, I also think Plymouth Argal are a team to, to watch, not in terms of you know, player fat sides or anything like that, but they're such a smart club um, I think they'll surprise a lot of people so uh, those are my predictions if you want to find out more you can follow me on Twitter at Gabson, I also have a, uh, a blog with all my predict 1-24s and reasonings for them uh, available on my Twitter account as well, so thanks for having me speak to you soon and good luck to Stoke City
2: Cheers Gab Now let's get into these previews So Leicester City Now they were relegated without too much fuss, really And too much fights as well uh, It's led to a typical exodus of players over the summer So uh, let's see if they can bounce back into the Premier League at the first appointment So last season they finished in 18th place uh, Relegated from the Premier League their manager is one Enzo Moresca, so he's the pet pupil. Could he be the new, a new Artetti? You know, he's doing quite good work at Arsenal, boo spit and all that. Yeah, so could, could Maresca be the next the next one off the line, the next pet pupil to come good? We'll have to wait and see. Now Leicester, they've been busy, they've had four incomings. So Harry Winks, centre midfielder from Tottenham, Connor Cody, centre back coming from Wolves. Uh, Mark Hermanson is a goalkeeper from Bromby and Callum Doyle centre midfielder he's joined on loan from Manchester City so those four have come into the squad Uh, some good experience and good talented players in there Uh, but they've had 19 players leave so Nathan Apu Apu even has gone out on loan they've had eight youngsters leave the club as well as Telemans Sionchu Arosa Ayuse Perez, Mendy, Johnny Evans, Ryan Bertrand and Daniel Amarty all left on a free, whilst they collected a small fee for the transfer of George Hurst to Ipswich and a lot more of a transfer fee for James Madison when he left for Tottenham. Now, that's a brief overview there of where they're at, but here's a Leicester fan to tell us a bit more
4: hi so this is chris from ltid tv less little i die tv um nice well it's not nice to be back in the championship but we're back nice to meet you all um yeah uh disappointed to come down last season can't say it wasn't expected we could tell that was coming from about week three um but look in a way I think it's quite good because it will give us a chance to have a reset We've let a lot of players go I mean we've sold two obviously Harvey Barnes has gone uh, James Madison has gone I mean two players from a relegated team for 80 million is not bad um, George Hurst has gone we've sold him to Ipswich. Perez is left on the free, Soyuncu is left on the free, Tillman's on the free, Amati, Bertrand, Mendy, Tete. Uh, they've all gone and they're all players in a way that, well not all of them, Soyuncu I would have loved to have stayed, but a lot of them that overpaid and overhyped to be honest with you. Um, so it's given us a chance to have a good clear out uh players coming in i mean Connor Cody eight and a half million pounds what a steal 18 months ago he was an England center back you know now even everton didn't want him uh, and i think he's unfortunately he's got injured already but hopefully when he gets back he he'll he'll', he'll really make a difference with that defence Harry Winks uh, played A all last season that's you know you don't get that if you're not any good um, obviously ex-premier league player uh, Hermanson the goalkeeper he's obviously going to come in as number one I believe come from Bromby. Uh and Callum Doyle sorry Coventry City fans uh, Manchester City alone expecting big things of him I've got to say a lot of people are saying and I've just done a prediction show uh, with a Burnley fan because I don't know you know, who's going to finish where I don't know the, the, the division well enough uh, it's a hard division in my, in my eyes it's the sixth uh, toughest division in Europe uh, after the big five and I don't think we can guarantee that we're going to get top spot. I mean, I know Burnley did it last year, new manager, players out, new players in, and they stormed it. No guarantee we're going to do that but we will see we will see I for this season if it means that we go up stronger I to not go up this season then, and stay down another season and then go up stronger because what I don't want to do is do a Norwich go up and come down go up and come down I mean we haven't got the um, parachute payments yet that won't come in unless we don't go back up but we have got money I think it's £110 million from actually finishing 18th last season in the Premier League so we'll see how it goes Um, I would take top 8 anything below 8 I'd be disappointed with Playoffs, yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, as Leicester, we've we've had good and bad playoff um, days out at Wembley. Uh, top two, I don't care at this point whether we go up. If we were to be in the top two, as we go up as champions or second, just to go back up. But look, there's a lot. There's, you know, there's another 21 odd teams in that division, and it would be very disrespectful of me to say that we are automatically going to go back up. We can't presume that for a moment. The structure is there with the club, yeah. The manager, well, it's exciting. It really has excited me. But let's see whether his experience works in the Premier League, uh, in the Championship or not. Um, The players, well, we haven't had much of a pre-season, unfortunately. One got rained off. Liverpool have just stuffed us. Uh, We managed to beat Northampton 1-0. And uh, some tight team behind closed doors we beat as well. So it's not been the best of pre-seasons. And, of course, we're starting early. Because the championship does, but look, guys, I hope to touch base with you all this season on different shows. Do contact me for any collaborations, and I wish all of you, whichever team you support, yes, even Coventry, all the best for the coming season. And I hope, uh, I hope you do as good as or better than you all wish for. Um, I've been Chris. Thank you very much. Take care.
2: Oh, thanks for that. So. Yeah, new manager, I think he might need a bit of time to settle in But he's got a very strong group to work with at Championship level And actually some valuable Championship experience as well The year with Vardy, Albrighton and even ex-Potter Harry Suter as well No doubt they'll be leaning on those players And I feel Top 6 should be a minimum aim really Moving on now, we're going to go to Bristol City So, one of the longest serving Championship clubs With one of the longest serving managers But they rarely really threaten at the either end of the league. So let's have a little look now and see if this could be the season that they do. So last season they finished 14th. Managers Nigel Pearson, he's been in charge since February 2021. Which actually makes him the third longest serving manager in the championship currently. They've, uh, they've been listening to the transfer market so far. They've got four incomings. So Rob Dickey, uh, very, well, previously very highly rated centre-half, he's coming from QPR. Uh, Rob McCrory, another centre-back, he's coming from Aberdeen. Uh, and then they've got Hayden Roberts, he's coming from Brighton. And they've also got Jason Knight, who Stoke are quite um, keenly following through the summer. He's, he's arrived centre-midfielder from Derby. Uh, outwards, we've got five youngsters have gone And there's been a host as well of people who've left the club So Joe Lowe, Kane Wilson, James Taylor, James Morton Taylor Moore, uh, Han Noah Masengo And uh, one of the key men of the club last season, Jada Silva They've all left Bristol City So that'll be interesting to see how they get on with that um, But yeah, as we did with Leicester Let's uh, listen to a Bristol City's fan's view on the season ahead
5: Overall, coming into this season, is probably quite a positive one. Which is probably the first time a Bristol City fan can say that in a good few seasons. Over pre-season, we've looked good. We've, we've mainly faced teams, you know, in League 1 and 2. We beat Swindon uh, 7-1, I think. I think we beat Newport 8-0. We beat Oxford, I think it was 4-1 as well. Um, So, overall pre-season from, you know, a friendly-wise has been quite good. Transfer-wise has been quite good as well, in my opinion. We signed Jason Knight and Hayden Roberts from Derby, who have looked very good in pre-season. A lot of Bristol City fans are very impressed with them. We also signed Rob Dickey from QPR. He's obviously a proven championship defender. Although we had a poor season at QPR last year, I think there's a lot of potential there, especially with um, the young defenders we've we've got at the moment to have that bit of championship experience alongside the likes of you know um, Thomas Callas and Cal Smith as well. That'd be quite good. The only real player we've lost, I believe, is probably Jade Silva, the Coventry. But obviously, bringing in Hayden Roberts that allows um, for Campering to have some competition. I mean, Campering looked very good last year, and Hayden Roberts looks very good in pre-season as well. So that competition at left back this season should be really good for Bristol City. Um, <clears throat> regarding players to look out for, I mean, the main one was probably Alex Scott. There's been a lot of talk about if he's going to be staying a Bristol City player, but I mean. We're doing a real club left interest. I think is Wolves and Bournemouth. Wolves, you know, are in a bit of a, a crisis at the moment. They're unable to uh, find the funds to pay pay the asking price. And Bournemouth um, had a £15 million bid rejected. And, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they might be preparing a second bid, but I'm not entirely sure about that yet. So, I mean, if he stays, it's going to be... St- brilliant for Bristol City. I mean, we've got a young attacking squad. We, you know, we're scoring a lot of goals in pre-season. We're looking you know, we're f- we're looking fast. We're looking... Um, what's the word? Looking, you know, just a bit aggressive and we haven't really seen that um, as Bristol City fans the last few years. The likes of Tommy Conway, Sam Bell, who have both had brilliant pre-seasons as well. The amount of youngsters we've got in the squad, there's so much energy um, which will, will allow us to hopefully play some good football this season under Nigel Pearson and hopefully push up the table um, from that sort of mid-table spot that we've been here the last few years.
2: Oh, brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, interestingly for me, the squad, I think, could possibly look a lot different to how it does now. Alex Scott's the the big asset there and... He's still getting a lot of attention. If he leaves before the window closes, you could see Nigel Pearson going into the transfer market and using that money, bringing in four, five, six players to boost the squad. Um, yeah, I'd stick a pin in them for now. I'm not quite sure. I think it all depends on Alex Scott and whether he's still there or not, as to whether um, where they're going to be uh, looking to battle which end of the table in the coming season. Moving on now to Cardiff City, now the return of local boy dung, good Aaron Ramsey has turned the feeling on it's head really in South Wales hasn't it, um, let's have a look now and see if we think he might be enough to get them away from the bottom three. So last season they finished 21st in the Championship just avoiding relegation due to points deductions for other clubs and they've actually got a new manager as well so Errol Barut. Um, So he's had five years management in Turkey Where he's been employed by four different clubs For me this one could go either way Um, Yeah it's going to be interesting anyway (laughs) Uh, They've had some players leave So they've had Denman, Davies and King have all left on loan They've also had five youngsters who've left on freeze, As well as first teamers Mark Harris, Dylan Phillips, Tom Sang, Gavin White Max Walters and Connor Wickham have all left the club over the summer incomings they've got five new signings. So Ike Ugber, centre forward from Troyes, he's coming on loan. Whereas they've another loan he's centre forward and Carlum Grant's from West Brom. That's been backed up with three free transfers As Yakon Meite, a left winger from Reading uh, Dimitri Gutas, a centre-back from Sevaspor in Turkey probably The manager probably used his connections to bring him in And of course the aforementioned Aaron Ramsey um, Obviously a midfielder He's coming in from Nice on a free transfer um, Yeah, it's, I don't know if I have enough Let's have a look what the feeling is on Cardiff Let's have a listen to this
6: It's weird being in the position as a Cardiff fan that we're actually a bit optimistic about next season. Um, When you think how the last two years have gone, you'd be thinking we'd be dreading it a little bit. But we are veering very cautiously um, on the side of optimism that it could be a pretty decent year. Um, It can't go any worse than the last two seasons. Um, They were both absolute disasters and the only way they could have gone worse is if we actually ended up getting relegated but um, we stayed up by the skin of our teeth and we've added a little bit of a, a new look to the club um, really happy um, with the appointment of Errol and now it's gone so far seemingly want to put his own kind of vision on the club um, with the coaches he's brought in and the players he's brought in um, I don't think we could have done much better in the transfer market. In fact, I think we probably would have done worse if we could actually um, spend money on players because we were under a transfer embargo so we could only make use of the loan market and uh, free agents. And to be honest, I think we've done it brilliantly. Um, Aaron Ramsey, you know, that transfer speaks for itself. We're all still absolutely buzzed. Sometimes I have to pinch myself and uh, just to you know, see if I'm not dreaming. Um, still can't believe that we got him back. Uh, absolutely buzzing, over the moon that he's back. Uh, really looking forward to see what Carlin Grant can do as well on loan from West Brom. Um, I think there's a really serious player in there. He's done it before in the Championship uh, two seasons ago. I think he scored his about 18 goals. I want to say um, last year wasn't as great, but I think you know reuniting with Callum Robinson on the other wing, if we could maybe get one more striker in on loan and maybe another defender be it on loan or from uh free agency then you know i think we'd probably be there um we're not really left short in any areas um and i think you know if we can do that just you know one or two more deals just to get us over the line um i think we could be in for a pretty good season uh it's a very very hard championship next year there's some absolutely quality teams in there but all that considered, I think if we, you know, I'll get one or two more bodies in, um, we could be in for a pretty good year, better than the last two years. And I'll go with a, we'll say eleventh place finish for Cardiff.
2: Uh, cheers for that. Yeah, uh, for me, a lack of expenditure and investment, and a manager completely new and untested in England, it could lead to z- disaster. I th- my feeling is that Aaron Ramsey is more plaster. And he's coming in and that's sort of plastering over The big issues they've got ahead And I definitely see a season of struggle As in store for Cardiff <laughs> So moving on now to Blackburn Rovers So a big summer of uncertainty uh, it May not have even reached its peak yet I mean at the p- time of recording uh, John Dal Thomason's future is very much in the air Following some recent comments uh, But I think with the reduced budget And the loss of key attacking talent It could be a very long campaign as well So last season, they just missed out on the playoffs, finishing seventh. Uh, Managers have just said there's John Darl Tomlinson. He was appointed in June 2022, which is just one, just a year ago, and actually makes him the seventh longest serving manager in the league, which is crazy, isn't it? Um, they brought five players in, but one of them was the under-18s, which is Nathan Dlamini, a midfielder from Villa. Tom Bloxham, left winger from Tottenham, he's got in two hundred twenty threes. under under-23s. So they've only actually got three first-team players signed up ready for this season. Uh, Niall Ennis has come in from Plymouth and centre-forward. Uh, Sondry Tronstad, a centre-midfielder from Vitesse Arnhem. Um, they're both on freeze. And then Arna Sagerdson, an attacking midfielder from CSK Moscow. he signed on a 12-month contract uh, due to the war, obviously, in the Ukraine and Russia. He's allowed to, to move So he's taken 12 months to play for Blackburn Before he goes back to CSKA Now, the main one for me The main interesting thing here is the outgoings So 11 players Were at the end of their contracts And then they've got a little fee for one as well So Teo Edun has moved to Charlton For a small fee Then there's 11, like I say, have left out of contracts Five youth team members Then Daniel Oyala, James Brown Sam Burns, Danny Butterworth and key attacking players Bradley Dack, who's gone Sunderland, and Stoke-born and bred supporter Ben Britton diaz who's joined Villarreal, both for nothing. That, for me, is leaving a massive hole in them, squad. There's some, so much experience um, there, Ayala, uh, Dack, and Britton diaz But, I'd say I'm not on the ground at Blackburn, let's have a listen to see what the feeling is up there.
7: Hello, this is Dan from Rovers Chat, covering everything black and rovers. We do YouTube, podcasts, Twitter, you name it, we do it. Uh, So, Rovers, well, where do we start, really? The summer was going brilliant. We were promised three signings by the end of June, and we brought three in, signing Niall Ennis on a free from Plymouth Argyle. We send Sandra Tronstad from Vitesse in the Dutch league on a free. And then we send Arno Sigurdson on a year deal due to the conflict in Russia, etc. Uh, so it were really positive and fans had a real good feeling about this season. Last year was obviously a decent year, although we missed out on the playoffs by a goal difference. It was really positive. No one expected a playoff push, really. So it were really positive and then um, over the last couple of weeks, stories have come out that John Doe Thomason's considering his future. Uh, due to finance issues, not club finance issues, essentially we've got Indian owners, and there's finance issues in India, where sending money over here costs a lot more, uh, due to taxes etc, so his future's not clear at the moment, the club won't come and make a statement, and rightly so really, they don't want to comment on every single rumour that goes out there, so it's a weird one, the feeling around the club is, if we can keep the manager and sign a couple more players, I'm sure it'll be very positive, if the manager goes then it'll go negative, and I think, and I feel like we'll probably go back to how we used to be in terms of uh, the disarray towards the club it felt like after so long we finally got on the right path under Tony Mowbray and then John Dell Thomason and now this has all come back it's a bit unclear so I think the thing is that the worst feelings waiting not knowing what's actually happening you know if you're in it and you know at least you've got that clarity but we don't so at the moment the feeling is nervous etc in terms of ins and outs so like I say we signed Sigurdsson Ennis and Trunstad in terms of outs Broughton Diaz has left the club everyone knows the story he had obviously a Stoke lad as well he's gone off to Villarreal in the Spanish league rightly so perfect chance for him to take his family out there and with a much better life than they'd have had in Blackburn uh, and Bradley Dack as well, who's just signed for Sunderland. Now, obviously, Dack when known as being this big name at Rovers. From the outside, it looked a weird move, but he'd lost his place in our side and he ran a big wage and he couldn't really do the playing style that we wanted. So, although I love Bradley Dack, it just weren't going to work out, so he's departed as well. Like I say, I'd, the signings, I'd watch out for Singleton. I think he's the one that... Uh, That'll be really good, but he is out for two months in typical Rovers fashion, so you'll have to wait and see to watch him, as will we. We yet to see him in pre-season, but I think he'll be good once he gets fit. In terms of where we'll finish, I don't have a clue. I think it's two answers. If we keep the manager, I think we'll finish 10th or 11th. If we don't keep the manager, I could easily see us being 15th or 16th. So I'll go 12th or 13th as an average, but fingers crossed it goes well. Good luck to everyone for the season. Good luck to Stoke as well. Been interesting with the new signings you've had in. Uh, I think this year's going to be a very, very tough year where some clubs you expect to do well don't do well at all and some that you don't expect anything from go and do it. You know what this club's like in this league, anything can happen. So thank you very much for having us on and all the best for the season.
2: Cheers for that Yeah, uh, For me, I, I do see some dark clouds gathering around Ewood Park and if the Venkis family have decided enough is enough for supporting the club financially, um that are they're going to be closer to the bottom than they are the top this season. Uh, this is just a shame for them. Obviously, they missed out on the playoffs last season.
8: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: We're now going into Coventry City. So Mark Robbins' fairy tale was uh, nearly complete last season, wasn't it? It was just a playoff penalty final, a playoff final penalty shootout defeat to Luton Uh, stopped him taking them from the depths of League Two all the way up into the Premier League. A uh, big summer in the transfer market though, funded by the sale of the key man and you know, talents man Victor Yorcares. Jo- it could see a squad with a bit more depth this season. Obviously, last season they finished fifth, as like we say, lost the playoff final on penalties to Luton. Uh, Mark Robbins, he's been in charge since is the manager, he's been in charge since March 2017. He's got two promotions with them, and he's the longest-serving manager of the Championship, and the third longest in the whole of the EFL. The other two, incidentally, is John Coleman at Accrington and uh, the Harrogate manager. So yeah, that's you know he's not not an bad thing there. He's been in charge like say six years now. Um, so they've had eight incomings this this uh, summer. So Louis Burks is sent to back. He's coming on loan from Bologna. Jade de Silva, a left back from Bristol City, He's coming on a free. And then they've got also, they've got paid money for the following. So, Tatsui Sakamoto, left midfielder for Roostend. Bradley Collins, goalkeeper from Barnsley. Uh, Josh Latibido, a centre-back from Swansea. Bobby Thomas, a centre-back from Burnley. Milan Van Buysch, a right-back from Hiramveen. And Ellie Sims, a striker from Everton, another player who Stoke were linked with that's all I can say, Victor Giocarez he's gone for £20 plus million plus he's left the club, one of 18 players who've left Coventry he's gone to Sporting Lisbon uh, the other players who left, there were six youngsters who left and then Josh Reed, Will Baps um, Will Bapagar Tom Bilsey, Julian Da Costa uh, Fankerty Debo, Todd Kane Sean Maguire, Blaine Rowe, Tyler Walker Martin Waggon and Stoke signing Michael Rose Of all F. Coventry um, When the contracts run out So it's a massive overhaul there For a club that was so close to promotion You have to really hope um, Or the Coventry fans will be really hoping That, that it's going to work out for this season uh, Let's have a little listen To see what the initial thoughts are
8: Hi my name's Glenn And I run the Twitter account The Sky Blue Hub um, I also help out with uh, Sky Blues Fans TV who do fan uh, content, basically live streams before matches, and they do a show every Thursday and Sunday from 7.30, discussing the latest commentary city news. I also help out with All Things Sky Blue, who run a weekly Twitter space during the season every Sunday at 9pm. So I've been asked to give my thoughts on coventry city um, and uh, it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster um the disappointment of wembley um we didn't really turn up first half against luton and we should have really been out of sight and to take it to penalties rode all up with a really late gold is being disallowed for luton and then yeah the penalty shootout was a bit of an anti-climax i think most cof fans would have realistically thought that Dabo wasn't going to score and there was kind of a bit of a hangover and then there's a few things that went on off the pitch and yeah there's a lack of signings and then boom July the 8th Ellis Sim signs and the standard of player that we've brought in since then has undoubtedly raised expectations. Um, last season we were signing basically loanies with little or no championship experience and the odd free transfer and we sold our arguably our best defender to fund the pitch and this season we've got proven championship experience in uh, Jay De Silva Joss Laboudiere and also we've brought in Bobby Thomas uh, from Burnley who's obviously played a key role in Barnsley and Bristol Rovers Relative success last season um, he's got nearly 85 EFL appearances under his belt good in the air we're going to pop up pop, pop up with a few goals for us and um, we signed Tat Sakamoto from Belgium Japanese International looks real bag of tricks going to potentially be a fan's favorite and we've signed yesterday as I'm recording this so that would have been Thursday we signed Milan van Elwick. Um, I've probably butchered his name. Uh, Dutch right back, right wing back, under 21 international, potentially on on the verge of maybe getting full Dutch call up. Um, really lively, good goal threat. Looks attacking. Looks very, very fans favourite by the sounds of it. From speaking to some Dutch fans about him. So yeah, that's really positive. And the rumours are that Mark Robbins probably wants to bring in another eight or nine in. Um, so yeah, well, our business this. This transfer window is arguably the best we've done Under Mark Robbins I would argue And Doug King has kind of fulfilled the promise And all the Coff fans are strapped in for the journey And let's see where it takes us But yeah I think we're definitely a lot more optimistic. Um, asked me after we played Leicester and Middlesbrough as our first two games because we could be brought crashing back to reality and things could go wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm far more confident going to Leicester away now that we can potentially get something and maybe even cause an upset than I was um, a few Weeks or so ago, and yeah, the vibe is definitely positive. We're looking forward to the start of the season, and uh, we'll see what go. And in Robins, we trust. And yeah, I think there's going to be maybe an exciting another few weeks left of the transfer window, and let's see what happens. But yeah, I, I think we, as it stands at the moment, I think the fear that we would do a Barnsley or a Huddersfield and have a playoff hangover. I would say that doesn't seem to happen and I think we could be up there challenging again and I would love us to go up automatic promotion and get the celebration that we never got um, due to COVID um, from League One. But yeah, if we get anywhere near the playoffs, I'll be delighted with that. The Championship is going to be really, really competitive this season. It's probably arguably the strongest it's ever been. So yeah, um, it's so... Un- predictably unpredictable So yeah, honestly don't know what's going to happen But yeah, it should be exciting And yeah, looking forward to uh, next Sunday away at Leicester And uh, getting back to football and uh, away days with the Sky Blue Army
2: fantastic for that update So, um, for me it's going to be tough to replicate last season's success Especially with the overhaul they've had um, for me A lot of refs On whether Ellie Sims Can have the same impact That Giocares did I don't think He's that kind of player I don't think He's as good as Giocarez And I don't think He's going to be able To score and create The same as Giocares did And I wonder Why there's other They've lost Carl Doyle as well He was on loan He's at Leicester now I do wonder How they're going to get on um, Maybe the creativity More than anything I, I think maybe Mid-table beckons For Coventry this season so, Millwall, um, after just failing to reach the playoffs, uh, not for the first time under Gary Rowett, and the terrible news of the passing of chairman John Berylson in early July, it's led to a summer of uncertainty on and off the field at the New Den. Uh, but that seems to have been calmed with Rowett's staying, and the son of the late chairman, James Berylson, takes the reins and um, pledging commitment to the club. So, you know, hopefully the. Uh, that's calmed a few nerves around Millwall Last season, they finished 8th in the Championship Again, as we, as we said, just missing out the playoffs And Gary Rowett has been in charge since October 2019 Making him the second longest serving Championship manager And the fifth longest in the whole of the EFL His four seasons to date, they finished 8th, 11th, ninth, and 8th so he's certainly got a bit of a pattern on there. And see where where these teams are finish. Uh, Transfer wise, they've released ten players. So eight youngsters left the club as well as Mason Bennett and Scott Malone. Whilst there's been five incomings, so Joe Bryan, a left-back from Fulham, on a free. Ethan Wadey, a goalkeeper from Chelsea, on a free. Wes Hardy, a right-back from Rotherham, has arrived on a free. Uh, and then there's been undisclosed fees paid for Kevin Nisbet, a centre-forward from Hibs. And De Noor, a centre-midfielder from Levan. So it'll be interesting to see how those players get on, especially the couple of lads they paid money for there, coming into the English League. Um, but yeah, let's listen to our Millwall supporting friend here.
9: For Millwall, my thoughts this season are probably, I think we're going to fall just short of the playoffs again. I hope we can make them. Um, but I do think last year was our chance to try and make them, given the strength of the championship this year. I think it's going to be a lot stronger. Um, and the last season really felt like a missed opportunity after knocking on the door for so many years under Gary Rowett. Um, our recruitment this summer has probably been a little bit slower than most of our fans would have liked, but given the very sad news of our much loved owner John Berrelson passing away, um, I think this was expected. Um, we still have recruited well though, um, Kevin Nisbet has been on fire in pre-season, Joe Bryan looks to be a fantastic addition. And we've also signed Wes Harding on a free transfer from Rotherham, so had some much-needed depth at the back. And we've also brought in a Belgian midfielder called Casper noor who looked very good in his first pre-season game against Chelten. And I'm sure he's only going to grow into the team as the season progresses. I still think Mill will going to be in the market for at least two more players. We're definitely keen on signing a goalkeeper, and I'd like to see us sign a centre-half, as I think. Um, we have focused too much on strengthening our attack in the last few years, which has always been perceived as Mill's weak point, and we've kind of neglected the defence, which is now turning into one of our weaknesses, um, but the most important position has to be a goalkeeper. we failed to land Mark Travers, who's gone to Stoke, he would have been a brilliant addition for us, so we really need to get a, a goalkeeper in now.
2: Ah, oh, bro. Well, cheers. Thank you for that. Uh, for me, a couple of good incomings, and they've kept hold so far of the players they would have wanted to keep, um, which for me, I think, means another top half finish beckons. Not quite the season for that playoff finish, though. I think they're going to, again, they're going to just suffer and, and finish you know, roughly where they have so far in that eighth to tenth bracket. So, Rotherham. Uh, our first opponents this season And uh, one that are very happy to be playing in the Championship Finally ending the yo-yoing between the Championship and League One uh, uh, Staving off relegation last year uh, So let's dive into how they look for this season So well, last season they finished 19th in the Championship And they've got manager Matt Taylor He was appointed in October last year And actually was the 11th longest serving manager in the division as it stands um, which I'd like say for just a few months, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so there's been a bit of a transfer activity at the New York Stadium. So five players have come in Grant Hall, centre back from Middlesbrough on a free. Uh, Dylan Phillips, goalkeeper from Cardiff, arrived on a free. And Cafu, not the Brazilian full back, but a center midfielder from Forest, he's also arrived on a free. Uh, they've also topped up the the, uh, the squad with loan signings of Dexter Lembishit, a left-back from Wolves, and Fred onion winder an attacking midfielder from Luton. So some good championship experience in them signings. Uh, the players who have left, so they've had six who left out of contract and one who they've sold. So Connor Washington's gone to Derby uh, for a fee. And then the rest players are Wes Hardy, ex-Stoke goalkeeper Robbie Hemphries, Mackenzie Warren, Josh Vickers, Richard Wood, uh, all left on freeze, As did Chidozi Ogbene, who's gone to Luton after the expiration of his contract. Uh, Definitely one who they probably would have kept around, to be honest, or would have been looking to. Um, So let's have a listen to Rotherham uh, supporter now and see how they feel ahead of the season
1: mood around the Royal United has been very positive. Stayed up obviously last season for the first time in three attempts. First time in six years, we've not either gone up or gone down. So, a bit of stability uh, at the club, like I for the first time in, in what feels like forever. Uh, we're coming into a, obviously a new season. Matt Taylor gets his first proper pre season with this bunch of players uh, that were already there. He's obviously brought in a, f- a few of his own as well. Uh, it, talking the talk, you know, he, he, he did what he wanted to needed to do last season and kept us up. Um, so he obviously gets a bit of support from the fans, but he, he, the fans really seems to have taken to him record season ticket sales, so there really is a massive bit of, bit of a buzz around the club at the minute, to be honest with you, and um, belief that we can push on, push on and maybe, maybe not be uh, as close to relegation zone as we were, as we were last season. Obviously time will tell with that. A um, few key players, Victor Hansen, as uh, as you guys will know from from the game at... Um, your place last season. Victor Anson was is a is a sensational goalkeeper, one of the best in the league. Um, and if we were to have a good season, we'll need him to be as on a similar level as he was last season. Hopefully, we can defend a bit better, so he, he isn't as busy. Um, but he is that going to keep when he's called upon? He'll do. He'll do his job. So Vic, Victor's a huge player. Other end of the pitch, Jordan Hugel showed last. came in, in January last season, got five crucial goals. He's not, obviously not going to get 20-25 goals in a season But he's a build-up player And if he can chip him with 10, somewhere between 10 and 15 goals That'd be a really good return um, At the right end of the pitch Obviously other, other people will need to chip in as well But I don't see why he, He's an experienced campaigner at this level Jordan Hugo, I think, is a, is a good player to have around the squad And, and basically build around him Um, Obviously, the, the big outgoing for Real United is Chirog Benny. he He's gone to Luton, obviously uh, you can't really went on a free which is not ideal but you can't really begrudge a player who we signed for free in League One has now gone on to, the, to play in the Premier League isn't it he's done great things for the club so nobody holds anything against Chio for that um, hopefully he does great things he's a very difficult player to re, to replace is the problem is pace and power sort of moving forward we've brought in Fred, Fred on your from Luton on loan which I think is our idea of a like for like replacement a bit pace, pace um, time will t- again time will tell on that one how much of a direct replacement it is, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so far, the Cafu from Forest is our big sort of, not marquee sign, obviously it was a free, but the sort of name that's come through, obviously he did really good things for Forest in the Championship. we didn't play in the Premier League for him, uh, but did really good things in the Championship for them. He's, he's been brilliant in pre-season, he's one of them box office players. Uh, he's got a red card in him, but he's got a, looks like he's got a stuff from 35 yards in him. So it, it, it'd be all action. But he has got that quality we've got that we've been sort of missing from midfield. Uh, that sort of X factor, which we which we lost when Dan Barlaster left us in January. So hopefully, four or five more additions before the window ends in uh, at the end of August. Um, we've got a, you know, sort of a skeleton there, the base there of a really really good, a competitive championship squad. Um, we just need a bit of strength in depth, so massive positivity around the club. For yeah, it's it's weird just everything being calm and positive. But who knows, after day one, if we lose 3 0, things will be very different. But was, uh, we are very hopeful that we can uh, at least match last season's uh, goal and, and what we did last year
2: brilliant thank you for that yeah to me yeah they are they're likely to struggle the, the bookies favorites for the drop uh, they're going to struggle aren't they not to be around there let's just hope that the crazy opening day doesn't see uh, the scfc charity gift them three points in that fight to stay up <laughs> Right, that brings an end to this preview podcast. Uh, the first section is done there. Join us tomorrow where we're going to get some more clubs under the spotlight and look ahead of this big championship kickoff this weekend. See you later, folks.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.